Welcome to the 10th episode of the Lighter Psychology Podcast, where we get to know Sophia. The overarching theme is starting a career in psychology. Sophia shares her experience with an internship and how it has helped her realize that she wanted to do a different master's. She talks about the importance of a good support system, taking a step back when you feel like your study isn't the right choice for you, and how her internship helped her to find what she likes most. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Lighter Psychology Podcast. Hi Sarah, good to have you back again. Hello, it's really nice to be back, but unfortunately it's actually my my last episode here as a host uh, because I will be starting a new job uh, in March. Um, but I'm really glad that I do get to do one last episode here and we have a student with us today in the studio. Uh, we have Sophia and uh, she is a master's student of economic and consumer psychology and she's going to be telling us all about uh, yeah, starting a career in psychology and uh, her experience uh, with an internship. Sophia, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. So I'm Sophia, as you already mentioned. I have been living in the Netherlands for the past four and a half years. Did my bachelor here at Leiden University in psychology, worked for a year, and now I'm doing my bachelor in econo- my master in economic and consumer psychology. Lovely. And can you tell us why you chose to do this specific master? I actually started with a different master. I was actually mm-hmm. doing the social organizational master last year because I've always loved social psychology. Um, the master for me in the beginning was very focused on organizations, which I didn't enjoy as much. And at the same time, I had started an internship at Racket, which is a big consumer goods company. And um, so I was working there and I realized pretty quickly, hey, this is actually more fun. This is I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this more than social and organizational psychology. And what I was actually doing was market research which I never thought I would enjoy. I mm-hmm. really never liked research in the academic way. But for some reason, when it was about air fresheners, all of a sudden it was fun. <laughs> How did you um, first get into psychology? What made you decide to, to do your bachelor's in Leiden? I, well, for, I s- knew I wanted to do psychology since I was 15. Um, kind of had to do, you know, one of these stories, ex-boyfriend and all of that. <laughs> but um, I had an ex-boyfriend that had a couple of problems and my friend was actually going to a therapist and he was a common, like, she was a common friend of ours and she was telling me all these other things that my therapist said about him, which makes sense why he has these problems. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, this is really interesting. Like so much about your past and how you were raised can explain your behavior, which is what got me into psychology. I pretty quickly knew I didn't want to do clinical psychology I have so much respect for anyone that does that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, just, I really do. I know I couldn't. I take everything home with me. Um, but I also I don't think I'm patient enough. Um, but yeah, I have so much respect for everyone that does that. I'm very happy with economic psychology. Um, so yeah, then I did my bachelor for three years in Leiden. Why did I decide to go to Leiden? Um, for me, it was I'm from Germany originally, from Munich. Mm-hmm. And I spent a year in the U.S. during high school. And afterwards, I was pretty set on leaving Germany. I was like, you know what? This, is, this has been nice, but let's go somewhere where there's a more international environment. Um, so I looked at a couple of universities in the Netherlands because someone told me about how international it was. And I chose Leiden in the end. And now I've been here for four and a half years. I guess I'm stuck. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> Good choice, Leiden. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. how I got here. And so you told us that um, you actually started with a different master, uh, social and organizational. Um, could you maybe also tell us what the difference is with social and organizational and economic and consumer psychology? Because they're both quite businessy. 
They're, they? Yes, they're quite businessy, and they're actually the only difference is three classes. Other than that, they're pretty much the same. You're also mm -hmm. not allowed to do both masters because the classes overlap so much. So I think that social organizational is more focused on the organization, more focused on, for me at least, what it felt like HR, which I didn't want to do. And then with economic consumer psychology, we actually talk about um, marketing more and economic behavior mm -hmm. and communication and media and how that can be used and selling and advertising. So more focused on the consumer than exactly. on the organization itself. Exactly. Okay. And is it also looking into the um, behavior of people and perhaps um, cut loose from the entire business environment, just how people interact with money and their economic decision making? Definitely. It's also looking into purchase behavior. Um, and seeing how different advertising can influence your behavior and get you to buy a certain product or not, which is actually not the part I'm interested in, but um, it has definitely to do with that as well. Yeah. And you said you did your bachelor's here, and uh, this means that in the second year you would have to be choosing uh, certain topics. Which uh, courses did you take? For my specializations, I took economic consumer psychology, social organizational psychology, and applied cognitive psychology. I actually thought for the longest time I was going to do applied cognitive psychology um, because it, what I've been hearing now as well, it's a lot more practical, less theory than other masters might include. Um, but I'm very happy with my choice right now, economic consumer psychology. Good, good to hear. And you also said that you did an internship uh, at Reckitt, Um And um, can you tell us a little bit more what you did there and um, yeah, the air fresheners, a little more about that. <laughs> As I've talked about air freshness for a year, I can I can do that longer. <laughs> um, so Reckitt is a consumer goods company. It's kind of like Unilever and P&G. Um, and they own a couple of brands. The most famous one that everyone is going to know is Durex, of course. Um, but they also you, um, own Vanish, Finish, Lysol, Dettol, mm -hmm. um, Airwick, which is the company I work for, the brand I work for. And what I was doing, I was in the insights and analytics department, which is basically if you want to boil it down to it, market research. Um, so you have two parts to that. You have the data part and you have the insights part. I love the insights part, which is actually talking to consumers, getting down to the nitty gritty of like, why do you prefer this air freshener? Is it the color? Is it the functioning? Looking at Febreze, what, you know, what are the differences? Why would you prefer one over the other? Um, so I love qualitative research, mm -hmm. which is what I've discovered. And then, of course, there's a quantitative part where you actually have surveys that people need to fill out or you look at the data like market share and all of that mm -hmm. stuff which i had no idea before i even started i think it yeah took, it sounds really yeah. economically <laughs> yeah. it, it took me like half a year to understand some of the terms and i was like oh now that makes sense okay that's really interesting to hear from uh for me as well because uh Raymond and i we both study clinical psychology and it's a very different direction because we learn about disorders and how you yeah. can treat somebody and the different types of therapies and listening to you, it's, it's also rooted in psychology, but it's um, a very different take. So um, yeah, interesting that there's such a different uh, route you can choose. And um, I was actually wondering what stuck with you most from your internship and your time there. I think what stuck with me most is there are so many different paths you can take out there with psychology that you might not be aware of. If I hadn't done that internship, I would probably have done social organizational psychology as my master and then figured out where to go from there, right? But because I've done that internship, I figured out that was not the right path for me. And I actually like talking to consumers about air fresheners <laughs> all day long. Um, and I think 
another thing that I mean, it's very general learnings. But what I also learned is I know more than I think I do or that I give myself credit for. Um, I already mentioned I love qualitative research, which is basically just interviewing consumers. Right. And I think that's where the psychology comes in again. Like, how do you ask open questions? How do you ask non-leading questions? And we actually went so far that at some point my manager just gave me all the interviews. <laughs> I was like, listen, you have been like, you know how to do this. So go ahead, take leadership over this and then just write up a report. I trust you. What a compliment. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I know a lot more than I give myself credit mm -hmm. for. And I'm trying to remind myself of that in the master as well. Yeah. And how was the team that you were working with? Um... What was their background? Like, uh, were you the only psychologist or were there more people who studied psychology? I was actually the only psychologist. So they had done marketing before. They had started out at Unilever where they got a pretty good training. Unilever is amazing for training. So if anyone wants to go to market research or marketing, Unilever, P&G are the places to be. Um, Reckitt usually doesn't have entry positions as much. So for me, it was a lot of learning by doing, being just thrown into the like deep waters mm -hmm. and see how far I can swim on my own which was, you know, fun. It has its pros and cons. And I got a lot of ownership. But yeah, I was the only one with a psychology background. But you could tell that that was really valued. Mm -hmm. I also, I worked in the global team. So you have, for every country, you have your country team. And then in Amsterdam, they had the headquarters. So working in the global team, I was involved in thinking about strategy as well and working on our sustainability um, strategy as well. And it was super fun being able to bring some psychology in there and actually looking up scientific research, which they don't usually work with. Um, so I like being valued for the knowledge mm -hmm. that I gained in my bachelor. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to hear because I would think that they would already use this psychological um, research in this department, but they, yeah, it was new for them. So, right? Yeah. Um, but I think also with market research, especially in the past years, it has gotten more attention. I think Apple doesn't even have a market research team. I think they just have marketing teams. I might be wrong. Don't mm -hmm. take me, you know, like, don't come back me if that's wrong. Um, Apple, if you're listening, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think market research is, it kind of sounds vague. You don't really know what you, what you can do with it. You think it's marketing, but it's not. It's really just being on the side of the consumer and talking to the consumer and having hypotheses and seeing, like, is that product good or not? And then going to marketing, being like, this is what we found out. How can we incorporate this mm -hmm. into the product we're designing? Um, whereas, you know, marketing often has all these crazy ideas of like, oh, I want to do this. We can add like this gadget. And then the consumer doesn't like it. But, you know, it sounded so cool. But that's where market research mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. Just making sure, is it all aligned with the consumer? Are they actually going to buy it mm -hmm. and enjoy using the product? And looking at your fellow students, is this like um, a very typical internship or typical experience? I don't think so. I think most people, when they are doing economic consumer psychology, they might be thinking about marketing. They might be thinking about advertising and selling, um, which I'm now realizing while doing this master, it's very focused on that. And I don't enjoy that part as much. So right now I'm trying to like get through the classes mm -hmm. um, to go back to market research in the end. But yeah, I think market researchers really, it's a field people are not as aware of, I would say. At least I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here within the master's, there's not really... Um the right a track for that it's like you you discovered this in your internship and now you you stick with it exactly. to get back to mm -hmm. and you did this internship um while you were doing the social and organizational master or uh directly after your bachelor's so i started um on the 5th of july right after my bachelor so i think i handed in my thesis like a month before that mm -hmm. and then i had two weeks off 
And then I went straight into the internship. It was full time. And it was supposed to be only for six months. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start my master. Um, I'm going to start doing it part time. So then I was working four days a week and I was doing my master. And I very quickly realized that is not the way to go. I was wasn't doable. It was not doable. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I was very stressed out. Um, and it made me very, yeah, just it was a lot of pressure. So then I was thinking about, is this the master I actually want to do? I have now worked in this field for, I mean, I had worked in the field for two months before I started my master. And I realized, okay, this is the courses I have right now have nothing to do with this. And this is actually not maybe the path I want to take. So how about I just take a step back? I stop my master for now and I figure out what I want to do. So -hmm. that's what I did. And then my internship got um, extended. Well, actually the internship ended. I received a temporary contract for another five months, six months. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that time I was trying to figure out what do I want to do? I was looking into behavioral economics, which I really wanted to do, but then I didn't have the requirements for the pre-master. So that was sad. Um, But so I'm, yeah, economic consumer psychology was the, Mm-hmm. next choice then get me back to that and also my manager and her manager were very very um focused on me actually getting my master I think there were people like asking me like oh we have this job in Germany we have that job do you want to take over and they were like nope Sophia is not doing this she's going <laughs> back to uni she, you can talk to her in a year when she's done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't let me continue okay even if I wanted to okay but then it sounds like this internship is actually what really directed you to think, okay, social organizational is not my cup of tea. Um, And then as you say, take a step back, look at the options. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you discovered that, that it wasn't for you? I think it was, maybe I also had a diff, like the wrong view of social organizational, but in my mind, all I knew what to do with it was HR. And I knew I really didn't want to do that. Um, By now I found out it's also a lot of consultancy work, which now interests me in it again. But, you know, that's a different topic. Um, But I think just, yeah, I think my first class was on negotiations and I didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't able to give it as much space as it deserved by also working part time. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't enjoy the classes. And in that moment, I was enjoying the internship more than my classes. And how does that feel when you're sitting in class and you're thinking, oh, gosh, I'm not actually enjoying this. What if I made the wrong choice? I mean, for me, with psychology, at least, I've never really questioned, is this the right study? I kind of just went into it. And my mother is also a psychologist. So it just kind of felt like this is for me and this is what I want to do. Um, But I know that there are so many students as well that have more troubles and take a longer route to find out what is actually for them, um, what they enjoy. So I can imagine it could be a bit, um, yeah, creating a bit of anxiousness if you're sitting there and you're not actually enjoying what you're learning. How was that for you? I mean, it was definitely scary. I knew I wanted to do psychology since I was 15, right? I like having a plan. I like having my life figured out. So then realizing, wait, what if I made a wrong choice? What if this is not the right thing for me? It was very scary and taking a step back. And I think I actually had a friend of mine visiting and I got so stressed out that I could feel myself almost get a panic attack um, while we were having dinner when someone said, oh, we have that deadline. And I think I I couldn't talk to her for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. I was just sitting there trying to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've never felt that way in my life. So I was like, you know what? This something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step back. And I called my parents. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Um, I think I need to take a step back. And my parents being very German as they are, (laughs) started talking about like, okay, so what is your plan then? I was like, I don't have one. Let me just do this internship. 
Let me figure it out. I will take it step by step. We can talk about it over Christmas. They're like, okay, if you say that's the right thing for you, do it. So I then had their support and I had my friends that were supporting me. And I also had talked to my manager about it. Um, so I had a good support system, which was nice. That's great. But yeah, as soon as I took a step back, all the like pressure just fell off and I could breathe again. Mm-hmm. And I was actually present again. I, my friends had been telling me like, oh yeah, whenever we hang out with you, you're not present. You're always somewhere else mentally. So that was yeah. good to actually be present again and being able to enjoy my time with my friends. So you sort of took a leap of faith by thinking, I have this like intuition that this isn't right, that this isn't for me. And by taking a step back, you actually ended up finding something that fits you a lot better. Exactly. Do you think that if you weren't doing this internship and you started with the master's after your bachelor's, um, that you would have finished it? I probably would have. I, I also, I strongly believe that whatever path you take, you can make it work. And you can find your own way through it. I think I would have never discovered that I actually liked market research, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have known what I'm missing, right? Because I wouldn't have discovered it. Yeah. So I think I would have probably finished my master, started working somewhere um, and probably enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of like you don't know um, what you're missing. Exactly. If you haven't experienced the other the other side of, of it. Exactly. It's like the, the books we read when we were little, right? Where you can like make different choices and it leads you down different paths. Exactly. Exactly. And do you have any tips for students that might be going through the same thing? They chose a study, it's not for them. Um, or more in terms of internships. Um, yeah, if you have any tips regarding that. I think if you realize it's the wrong study, it's okay to take a step back. Um, take care of yourself. It's more important than trying to get through a study in a year or doing, like, you know, finishing in time. Just take a step back, talk to your support system, and you will figure it out. Um, and with internships, I recommend everyone doing one, even if it's sound. most of like the job descriptions are super vague. You don't really know what's go- going on and, but you can make it your own when that's the case. Like I said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I had no idea what I was actually doing, like until three months into it. I think even at the end, I was like, what did I actually do the past year? Mm-hmm. But just do it. You will learn so many new things. You will learn so many new things about yourself and how you work in a professional environment. And I recommend everyone doing that before you actually start working. Um, Because I think I made huge leaps in that year that I'm still taking into uni now Mm -hmm. and that I still implement now. How did you get your internship? Where did you find it? Um, This is actually (laughs) over like through a couple of corners. So I was on the board of ESN Leiden and we had one of the one of our partners. Her husband actually works at that company. So she had... um, approached me was like hey we're trying to build up this internship program would you be interested um back then it was called data analyst and I was like I have nothing to do with data I I can send you my cv but I don't know if I'm the right fit and then I went through the entire application process with the company um and they took me in the end which Mm -hmm. is nice Mm -hmm. so that is how I got my internship so that's also just through connections I guess network my network Mm -hmm. so networking is great people just you know that's a Good tip as yeah. well, networking. <laughs> Sophia, you have already done an internship before this master's, but part of this master's is, I think, also an internship, right? Yes, it is. So what's on your mind? What, what do you want to do? I think I meant, yeah, I mentioned consultancy earlier um, and I've been hearing a lot about it and I kind of, I like how broad consultancy is and the, how many different fields you can go into. Mm-hmm. I mean, for market research, I, I was focused on air fresheners for like a year, right? fun and all but you might not want to do that forever so with consultancy it offers you different topics different companies um 
So I'm thinking about doing my internship in consultancy, kind of figured that out. And my plan B is going back into market research and I already know where to apply for that. But I think because consultancy is still very vague to me Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's something I would enjoy. Um, Yeah, minor note, my dad is in consultancy, my brother's in consultancy, so maybe it's being pushed onto onto me a little bit. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Do you think that you can combine like the the field of uh, data analyst and consultancy? Definitely. So basically what a market researcher is, is an internal consultant Mm -hmm. or where to take your product. So I think there's definitely some things that overlap as well. Um, And I also, I really love the strategy work that I was doing as a market researcher at AWIC. And so I'm thinking in like strategy consultancy, I think that can be super interesting. And it's very, yeah, I just like how broad the field is and how many different areas you can go into, not just consumer goods. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds to me also like th- that you have found a particular combination that perhaps even the market doesn't even know is, n- is needed uh, that you can offer. A hybrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can be your expertise well yeah we'll work on that yeah (laughs) but are you already um starting with the process of looking for an internship to start uh in september or what is that looking like for you at the moment so i'm starting to work on my cv and looking at different positions um and different companies where i could apply to i'm hoping to start my internship in may um and hopefully having handed in my thesis before that probably not we'll see you know (laughs) your students are great at procrastinating we'll figure it out um (laughs) But yeah, so I'm hoping to do my internship May, June, July, because I'm going to go on a semester abroad actually in October. So I'm not quite ready to say bye to the student life just yet. I understand. Um, so yeah, I need to, you know, one last traveling while I can without responsibilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to do a study abroad. So you're going to follow courses in another place? Or? Exactly. Okay. So I was accepted um, by Leiden University for Jerusalem. Oh, wow. So that's a little terrified. We'll figure it out. You know what? Just stepping out of your comfort zone. It's going to be okay. But that would start in October. Okay. And so um, your internship has to be three months? Yes. Okay. All right. And do you have any tips about that? Like looking for internship places? I myself am also trying to find some clinical uh, internships. So it is quite a process to find something that, that suits you, fits you, but also that works both ways. Yeah. I think descriptions, I already mentioned that job descriptions can be so weird and arbitrary and you don't really know what they want from you mm-hmm. just apply i think that's that's at least my strategy i'm just gonna apply i'm gonna if i'm gonna read it and there's a couple of words that i'm like oh that sounds interesting i'm just gonna apply even if i don't know what most of it means or what it entails but that's what i what the interview is for as well right it's being like okay what exactly does this job entail and i think one of the biggest things i learned last year is when you do interview for an internship it's both ways right the company also has to impress you Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is also something I'm trying to keep in mind. It's not just me trying to impress them. Yeah. The company has Very to work true. for me as well. The and also coaches. if it's a bit vague and you can both work together to, to suit to your needs and, exactly. and you can offer what you can to make it a worthwhile experience. You can make it your own position. You can take ownership over it and you can figure out what you want to get out of the internship. What are your learning goals? And then cater towards that. Yeah. It sounds like working at an internship is really the start of a career in psychology and it sounds like what you've learned in your in your past internship at Reckitt that that has been a really big milestone um so do you have any other um thoughts on on the importance of an internship as a, as a student or kind of navigating the whole field of psychology I think in general an internship will teach you so many things about professional life how to 
handle yourself. I think one of my biggest struggles is stakeholder management. I am not very good at being subtle. I'm not very <laughs> good at asking through the bush about things that I want. I will be very direct, but I also sometimes don't know when not to say something. So I think that is for me was the biggest struggle. But I had great managers that would be like, Sophia, you know, maybe like phrase it in that way. Or maybe, you know, <laughs> don't talk to that person about that. It's a learning process. Just, exactly. <laughs> just take a step back. It's just like, this is not your place. Um, I think you just, even if it's not necessarily about psychology, you learn so many different things about also networking, how to talk to people, um, how to work. And I know for me now with uni, I try not to do anything on weekends. After six, I do not take any meetings. I do not meet up to work on a presentation. For me, that is me time. And I've been very, very good about actually getting that balance. And I think I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't worked. That's a really good tip. We've got a question sent in from one of the um, listeners and followers on Instagram. We have kind of talked about it, but maybe you can address it again. They ask, what's the best thing to do when you find your study choice isn't for you? Um, take a step back. I yeah. think that's, and if that means you need to stop your class and you can pick it up again in the next block, do that. Mm -hmm. I think also for me, I just, I emailed the study advisor. And I was like, I just, I'm going to pause this. I didn't quit. I just paused my study to figure out, is this what I want to do? And it sounds scary and it often sounds like you can't do that because you have to finish it in a certain amount of time and then you're behind and what about your friends? They're all going further. It doesn't matter. This is your path. This is your living life for yourself. Yeah. As my brother likes to say, you are the main character and everyone else doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so just, you know, do what is right for you. Take a step back, take a breather. And if that means being behind your friends, that's okay. All my friends are done with their study now, right? Like I'm the only one mm -hmm. now studying and they're working now, but because I did that yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. We're still managing to see each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. same here. I've, I've took some time to find psychology to be the, the topic I want to study. And now everyone around me has already graduated, but that's fine. You know, I, I found what I like and exactly. it makes it easy to stick with it. Yeah, and I think there's no set deadline that you, you need to be done by then. I mean, everybody has a different deadline and... Some people already work, some people are studying, and some people um, start a bachelor's or a master's when they're 40. And I think that that's, yeah, okay too. And like yeah. you said, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Um, that's kind of maybe the motto of today's uh, episode. <laughs> if in 10 years, well, you have would have finished your master's, hopefully. I hope so. Uh, done <laughs> that is internship. a deadline, yeah, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's the deadline. Uh, where do you see yourself? What do you think you're doing? Oh, listen, I don't even know where I see myself in two years. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Will you still be in Leiden? Probably not. Um, I, well, I don't, no, probably not. <laughs> I don't know where I see myself in 10 years. Generally, I hope I'm happy. I have found something that I like doing, but I think also if my internship taught me one thing is you never know what you will enjoy. And there's so many more things out there that you don't even know about yet. So I think I will either start in consultancy or market research and go from there. Mm -hmm. If that means I'm going to move to a different country, then that's it. If that move means I'm moving to a different job because I learned about a new position that sounds super cool and interesting, then that's that. Yeah. I just hope I have a good support system and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see myself in 10 years. Fair enough. Yeah. Just taking it step by step. Yeah. And keep saying yes to new adventures. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My dad has this motto, which is step out of your comfort zone once every day. I'm not very good at it. I like my comfort zone, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to do that every day. That's really beautiful. Nice advice from, from the old man. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, Sophia. And thank you also for your time today, talking a little bit more about 
how it's been for you starting a career in psychology and yeah, having an internship done and new one on the horizon. So um, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, thank you again for, for coming here today. If there's anyone listening and, and they want to get in touch with you, how can they um, how can they reach you? Are you uh, on LinkedIn or? I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm also on Instagram. So it's my name is Sophia Dittmar, D-I-T-T-M-A-R. Um, so you can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Well, uh, we'll link you in the in the description of the podcast so people people can find you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've got any questions for Sophia, feel free to contact her. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Lida Psychology to stay up to date on future episodes. See you in the next episode.